You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 158. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and many of you know that Doors to Macros 101 are now officially open. It's a big deal. We only open doors to the program twice a year, and uh, that's now. Now is the time. So if you have been thinking about joining Macros 101 or you're interested or even a part of you is curious about the program and what it entails, I highly encourage you to uh, go back and listen to the podcast episode just previous to this one where I talk a lot about the program and what makes it different and who it is for. And then head over to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join. That's the information page that will give you all of the details that you need to know about the program, answer any of your questions, and that's where you can come sign up and join us. On Sunday, that podcast that I released on Sunday, I talked about what makes Macros 101 different. And one of the things that really makes the program different is the coaching that you receive in the program. And I outlined in that episode some of the things that make the coaching that you'll see inside of Macros 101 from me and the Macros 101 coaches so different from so many other programs. And I think I can talk about it. I can describe it. I can talk about how it's a transformational, deeper level coaching, but you can't really get a sense of it until you can see it and hear the coaching and hear how uh, I help other women to step into their power, how I help other women to ask themselves better questions and how, and how I teach and how it's different. And so on that vein, I thought it would be great to bring a free coaching Friday replay to you. So uh, every once in a while on Fridays, hence the name free coaching Friday, I will bring a follower on and she can ask a question and we can go and have a coaching conversation. And you really can start to get a sense of the, uh, the deepness that we go with the coaching. It's not just super level. Oh, here's the problem you're having. Okay. Well, here's the solution. It's really getting to the root of what is causing the problem. And I would say nine times out of 10, when a woman comes to me asking a question in her fitness journey, what she thinks is the problem, what she thinks needs to be solved, isn't actually the root of the problem. She's, you know, seeing the manifestation of that problem and, uh, and there's something deeper. And so a lot of the questions that I'm asking that you'll hear me ask in this coaching session are about getting to that deeper level about helping, uh, you know, whoever's in front of me, whoever I'm coaching to figure out what is actually keeping them stuck. And then what are the next steps moving forward? Those are two things that I teach my coaches and that I implement in my coaching is I help my coaches learn how to get to the deeper root of the problem and then how to help the client have a next step and have uh, clarity in what that next step should be in their journey. And you're going to hear that as I take Ashley through a coaching interaction. As you listen, you're going to hear us talk about uh, consistency, 
which is a thing that I would say 80 to 90% of women struggle with uh, and how to improve that consistency over the weekend, which is a very common struggle again, that people have. Uh, we're going to talk about how perfection actually gives you worse results in your journey. We're going to talk about how to know if you're on the right track as you're taking steps forward. We're going to talk about what to expect during a reverse diet, which I think is really valuable conversation that I have. And we are going to define what consistency means and, uh, evaluating if our definition is helping us to be able to reach it. So that's what you can expect as you listen to this coaching call and let's dive in. Okay, Ashley. So what's your question? What do you want to get coached on today? I would love to talk about consistency. Um, and I don't know if you want me to give you a quick blip about anything, but it took me forever to find you and macros. And I have been on a journey. Um, you know, working out was never negotiable for me. I was always good at working out, but I was doing a lot of hit um, and running, and that was all fine, but I wasn't getting anywhere. And I was now I have learned eating quite low calories in the 1500, 1600 range. Um, I took the build your own workshop or build your own workout workshop. Um, did, I'm in the middle of your 12 week program, lifting, love and life. Um, reverse, got myself up. Um, and then, you know, things just start to kind of slip. And, you know, one little slip isn't that big of a deal and it doesn't really hurt, you know, your progress. Um, and I think what happens is they, you know, they're kind of spread out at first and then they start to get closer together and they start to compound and, and I'm to a point where I'm like, man, I feel like I've just, you know, delayed my progress. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, one of the great things, and those of you guys who are on here live or listening to me, Coach Ashley, one of the great things about this is as we go through this coaching experience, I'm going to be asking Ashley questions and she's going to be answering them. Um, but I, I doubt that there is somebody who is listening to this who hasn't at least struggled in consistency, with consistency in some area of your life. All right, so this is going to be a very applicable topic to anybody, no matter what, what area of your journey you're in, because consistency is something that we struggle with and sticking to something that is new is always a struggle. And so that's absolutely something that I can help coach you through. And so what I would be saying for those of you guys who are listening is I'm going to be talking with Ashley and I'm going to be asking her questions, but you would be very remiss to just sit here and be like, Oh, this isn't applicable to me because this is all about Ashley because every single question that I'm asking Ashley, you can and should be asking yourself the same question so that you can start to get to the bottom of, you know, what's going on with you and how you can start to apply these concepts to your journey. So um, let's, let's start out because I always think it's really important to work backwards from whatever your goal is. So what currently is your goal? Uh, my goal is I'm working on building. I want to look like I work out. Okay. Um, so I want to build muscle. I want to um, get dressed without second guessing myself. So I guess I have, I have a few kind of looser goals. Um, kind of a feeling type of goal and I want to, I want to look strong, um, lose some fat, but I'm working on, I'm kind of working more on muscle first. Okay. Um, and what phase are you in, in your journey? And when I say phase, I'm talking about nutritionally, where are you at? Are you in a deficit? So you're in a cut. Are you in a reverse? Are you at maintenance or in a surplus? So I I'm, I think I'm still reversing. I'm okay. kind of hanging out um, at 1,900 calories. I haven't added more yet. I think that I could. Um, mm -hmm. But I think because of this kind of inconsistency, I've just, I'm like, okay, just stay here because I'm still hitting these days where I'm just not 
you know, 100% where I want to be. Okay, cool. Um, so we talked about, you talked about having some inconsistency in that getting a little bit closer and feeling like that was keeping you from the results that you want. How do you know that? Um, so I don't know it immediately. Um, I think that that's the thing with it is that, you know, one kind of, I don't even want to call it a misstep, but one, one time of maybe not tracking a full meal, um, being out to eat and doing an estimate, that doesn't immediately hurt your progress. Um, but like I said, I think that that almost gives you like a false sense of like, oh, okay, well, um, I, I can do that, you know? Um, and then they start to kind of add back in. Um, I guess that the main way that I know is that I dropped a little bit of weight in the beginning of my reverse, and now I've kind of swung back up um, to where I was. And, you know, hey, if I maintain there, I'm pretty happy. Um, but I was immediately seeing and feeling a lot better in my skin, and I kind of don't now. And I, th I think that that's where I can kind of tell my inconsistency is um, just not supporting my goals and not supporting all the work I'm doing in the gym either, you know? Yeah. Okay. So you said you feel, you don't feel quite as good in your skin. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So, um, just, I feel like it, for me, it's a struggle, um, where I find it is getting dressed, you know, putting something on, taking it back off, putting something on, not liking that. Um, and just, you know, we're on vacation right now, which is why I'm in my bathing suit. Um, and I had kind of a plan of, like, feeling, like, awesome. Um, and I feel good. I don't feel bad. I've, I've, I've fully enjoyed my vacation, and I feel good. But I think I could have felt better had my consistency been on track four weeks ago. You know what I mean? Had I not hit that flip kind of before this. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, and it's, you know, if you're reading the comments, people are, are relating to this, like you're not alone in this struggle. And I think something, I want to really highlight something that you said beforehand and even, and even push it a little bit further because I think it was really wise and I want to make sure everybody um, catches that. And, and that is this idea. Okay. So we talk a lot about consistency and about developing consistency because on some level we know that the more consistent that we are, the more successful that we're going to be. But I think it's really important to acknowledge that um, that is not a linear causation, okay? So have you ever heard like correlation does not equal causation, right? Okay, we've probably heard that. And oftentimes um, we can take this idea that there can be a correlation between consistency and results and make it into a causation. So what we can do is say if we have you know, 80% consistency and we're getting X, Y, Z results, that if we had 100% consistency, we would be getting, you know, 20% better results, right? We make that, that the correlation between the two. When in fact, there is a, um, and what I found all, over and over and over with clients is that there is a drop-off point where it's like 80% consistency, you're getting results. And if you try to push yourself to 90, 95, 100% consistency, you actually fall off. You actually get worse results because now you're focusing on that perfection and perfection is unattainable. And so then we fall off. And so I, I, I want everybody here listening and hearing this because this is one of the secrets to being successful is finding that fall off point for you. And it's going to be a little different for everybody, right? Of like, but it, the way that I phrase it, and you'll hear me talk about this, for those of you guys who take the five-day challenge or come join us in Macros 101, you'll hear me talk about a Venn diagram that has um, two, two overlapping circles that overlap in, a, in an area. And those two overlapping circles are effective, right? We want something that works. That's really important. 
And the other circle is enjoyability. We want to enjoy the process. Okay. And most times women have separated those circles out in their minds. Either it can be effective and then it's probably going to suck to some level, right? <laughs> like I'm going to have to give up things and restrict and like, it's not super fun, but it's going to be effective and it's worth it. Or it can be enjoyable. And if it's enjoyable, then it's probably not very effective because it's like, I'm living life and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. It's, it's not hard enough. It needs to be harder. <laughs> it needs to suck a little bit more for it to be effective. And this is the, the two separate circles that a lot of women live in. And that's where we get a lot of this like tension between ourselves of like, well, I want it to be effective, but then I want to give myself some grace, but then I want it to like, I want it to work, but then, you know, I, I want to go out to eat and I don't want to track it. And we get this back and forth that a lot of women feel in their lives. And what I want to offer to, you know, you, Ashley, and everybody else who's listening is that those circles are not separate circles, but there's actually an overlap. And what we're looking to find is that overlap for you. It's like, how can we make this effective for you and reach the results that you want while also being enjoyable? And what I'm saying is that's not going to be 100% consistency for most people. <laughs> it's not going to be in that overlap. That's going to shift them way far to one side. Okay, so that's a really important concept to understand. Now... I want to go back to what your goal is because I think this is always really important to always be going back to what is your goal, right? Where do I want to go? Where am I now? And what's, what's getting in my way between reaching that? So when you told me your goal, I wrote down that you want to look like you work out, you want to build muscle, you want to look strong, and then you also want to lose fat. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Cool. So how, what is telling you from what I'm getting, part of you feels like you're not getting there as fast as possible, or you're not on the, maybe on the exact right track to be able to get to that goal. What tells you that you aren't on track to get to that goal? Um, I would say feedback from the scale a okay. little bit. And Tell then, me more um, about the scale. Yeah. So I weigh myself every morning. Um, just, I like the feedback. It doesn't mess with my head. So it's been an okay thing for me. I don't know if you recommend that or not, but, um, I've, I've just been doing it for a while and I, you know, it doesn't ruin my day. I can kind of be like, okay, I know exactly what that's about. You know, we're good. Um, so like I, you know, when I reversed, I, I actually went down, my weight went down and I was like, oh, check this out. This is pretty sweet. You know, I'm eating more. I'm, you know, I'm seeing this change. And then I also felt like my, my waist measurement, not felt, I, I knew my waist measurement was going down and I was like, okay, this is, I am on track. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I felt like, you know, the consistency, when I felt like I fell off uh, track a little bit with that, that both of those kind of went back to where they had been and just that point that I've struggled to really get past and stay past. Okay. Um, okay. So I want to make sure that we're really clear with what the goal is and what the expectation is of a reverse, because I think this is really important is um, sometimes we're disappointed or we think that something's going wrong when in reality, we just went in with expectations that weren't aligned with what is reality. So that's really important. If so, what I heard is you said you started at a certain weight as you started the reverse, you dropped and now you're back up to like that certain weight. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I correlate that to the inconsistency. So that's, right. you know. Yeah. You're, you're seeing where I'm going. Okay, yeah. what would have happened if you had stayed at that weight and you started your reverse and you didn't move from that weight and you were still the same weight? I still would have thought that was probably pretty cool. I guess that just kind of had me thinking, oh, we're going this way. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about with expectations. The expectation during a reverse is not to lose. 
the expectation during reverse is not to have your waist, waist go smaller. That's not the expectation. That's not the purpose of the reverse. Can it happen sometimes? Yes. But it's not the goal. It's not, it's really not what we want to have happen. And so that's what I'm trying to highlight is like we went into this process and something happened and we got excited about it and then it went away and you correlated that to the inconsistency, whereas it actually wasn't even the goal at all. So what I'm seeing is that you're right on track with what your goal is, which is to reverse, to gain muscle, to like get your calories up, to get your metabolism up. Like there's no problem here. What if, what if there's no problem? What if there's no problem here? I, well, there might not be, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but I, I guess I still worry that it's my, my actions that are causing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know that I've been not 100%. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're going to get to that, and we're going to talk about consistency. We're going to get there. But can we come there from a place that maybe there's not a problem that I thought there was? Okay. Okay. That's going to be a much more effective place to come to this conversation about consistency is like, there's not really a problem, but we're going to talk about consistency and how we can get better at it and how we can improve on that. Because I think that is a really important conversation. And one of the things that is really valuable, the longer that you stick around me, the more you'll start to learn that I talk a lot about fitness and I talk a lot about weight loss and body composition changes. Um, but that those things that I teach you and that we talk about in that realm extrapolate so much further into other areas of your life. And so when we talk about consistency in the realm of fitness, yeah, that's all well and cool. We can talk about that. But as you're more consistent in your fitness journey, don't you think you're going to be more consistent in your relationships? And don't you think you're going to be more consistent with other goals you set in other areas of your life? So I think there's a lot of value in having this conversation about consistency and approaching it from the vantage point of like, you're not, you haven't done anything wrong. There's nothing wrong here. There's, a, there's no emergency, um, and we can approach it from, from that perspective. Okay. okay. What, do you, what is your definition of consistency? Um, I would say my definition uh, would be tracking every day, all meals, all the way through. Um, I will usually – I'm like a good, solid Monday to thursday -er. Every single thing goes in. Friday starts to slip a little bit. Saturday is usually maybe breakfast and lunch. And then Sunday, probably the same. So I kind of have like a 100% through the first part of the week, and then I kind of trail off. So consistency for me would be getting everything in and making sure I'm, I'm close to my numbers. Cool. And if you did that, what, what, would, what would that do for you? Um, I think it would – well, I guess it would – if. I don't know. I guess it would make me feel like I was on the right track and doing everything within my, my reach to get myself towards my goals. Okay. So when we understand this, this graph that I was talking about of how there is, a, there is a point in consistency that if we are so focused on consistency and perfection that um, it actually becomes demotivating and actually makes a lot of people not continue on and actually it ends up quitting and hurting your progress more. So like more perfection is not always better. More perfection sometimes can actually be a lot worse. So knowing that and understanding that, I think the first question that we always need to be asking ourselves is, is my definition of it the thing that needs to be changed? Or is my like reaching for that definition something that needs to be changed? And I think that's a really good question to ask ourselves is like, how will we know when we've gotten whatever we think it is that we need? And 
And, and is that, um, again, going back to expectations, is that a, a realistic or even helpful expectation when we go into our journey? Um, I, 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 I feel the intent, right? The intent, you tell me if I'm wrong, but the intent that I'm getting from you is that your intent is good. Like your intent is like, I want to be successful. I want to put all of my effort into this process. I want to know that I like didn't leave, I left everything on the table, right? I did everything in my power to be able to, to reach this goal. And, and, and that's the intent. But understanding like with that intent, that, that intensity of like, it has to be a certain way to be successful, again, can actually make you unsuccessful. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay, it cool. does. Okay, cool. So we're gonna go to because this is a really this is a really great topic. Put a one in the comments if you guys are listening, and you struggle over weekends. Like this is something that a ton of people struggle with, where they're like, "Yes, I'm good. Monday through Thursday, Friday's like, eh. and then Saturday, and by Sunday it's all fall apart, and then I restart Monday." Right? That's a very very common cycle that we see a lot of people go through. Um, and so let's let's chat about that. So what? happens on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what prevents you from tracking every day all of your meals? I don't know that it's preventing. There's a couple of things. So some of the meals are out of my hands, right? So we have family dinner on Sunday, um, sometimes also on Fridays, especially during the summer. Um, and then I'm also home Saturday and Sunday. Um, so instead of packing my stuff and going about my day, um, everything's there. And, um, you know, I'm the snack hander outer and I'm doing, you know, my hands are in the pantry quite a bit. And um, I wouldn't say that anything prevents me, but just the, it, I think I'm just out of the routine. So it's a lot easier to plan when it's just me. I'm packing my food. I'm off and doing my thing. I've measured everything. I'm ready to rock and roll. Versus when we're kind of a little out of routine over the weekends and kind of, you know, heading to a store or heading to a park or, you know, doing different things. Okay, cool. So when, you, when I asked you for your definition of consistency, you, you told me tracking every day all of your meals. Is, the, is, is that the definition of consistency? Um, in, in regards to this, I feel like that, that would be helpful, yeah. Okay, so, so the, the gap that we're experiencing right now is that um, during the weekend, you're not tracking or not all tracking as yep. all the way through. Good. Yep. What, okay. So what, I'm going to ask you the question again, what keeps you from, even though the meals are out of your hands, even though you're not home, even though you're out of your routine, what keeps you from at the end of the day, going back through your day and just tracking it? Um, I will do that sometimes at the end of my day, but I don't believe I'm as accurate as I need to be. And I think that that's where that creeps in versus as I'm eating it during the week, it's going in, it's done, check, we're good. Um, then I'm kind of going backwards at the end of the day and trying to guess and remember and like, did I grab some of those fruit snacks? Did I eat that? You know, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, okay. So there's two things here. I'm going to address them separately. Um, again, I'm going back to your definition of consistency because I, I, I want to tease this out and make sure you're really clear on what, what you want. Your definition of consistency was tracking every day all of your meals, but it, it sounds like even when you do that, you still don't feel like it's consistency because you don't feel like it's accurate. So is there a second half to that consistency definition? Yes, I would say tracking all of them and being on my numbers. How close? Um, 
I have struggled to get to the plus or minus um, fives and the plus or minus twos. Um, I'm happy if I'm in kind of a 10 window and one of the other ones might dip down and I might provide myself some overlap. You know, my carbs might be lower, but I might have overshot my protein. But if I'm like, if I'm close and I've, if I've met protein and then if I'm, you know, within a pretty good window of like 10, I, I feel good. Okay, cool. So that's, that was the first thing. Okay. I thought there was a second part of that, but I didn't want to put words into your mouth. Um, so the next thing is you said you aren't as accurate. How, how do you know how accurate you have to be? How do I know how accurate I have to be? Mm -hmm. um, I guess because I feel like I've kind of derailed some of my progress. So I would say I'm feeling like I need to be more accurate to get myself where I want to go. Okay. Is that a good answer? I don't know if I'm answering you the way you're looking. No, that's a great answer. Um, but I would bring you back to the conversation that we had, like you are getting the progress that you need and want, right? That's why we started with talking about what you're actually seeing and recognizing that there's no problem with the way things are going right now. You're, you're trending beautifully. You're trending in exactly the way that I want you to trend on a reverse. Okay. This, like, this is the phase you're in. And, and have you ever done a reverse before? Okay, cool. Nope. Awesome. <laughs> so this is like, this is like, let's pretend that you had never gone to Greece before. Nobody ever told you about Greece. You didn't know anything about Greece. You showed up in Greece and um, all of a sudden, like, people around you are talking like this really weird language. And you're like, what is going on here? Nobody's talking English. Why is no one talking English? <laughs> And someone pulls you aside and is like, this is Greece. In Greece, they speak a different language. Like, they have different cultures. They have different customs. Like, it's not going to look the same as it is in the United States. And then you could be like, oh, this is cool. This is super fun. Like, I was, I wasn't, I was expecting something different, but it's super fun. That's what I'm going to do for you right now, okay? You're in Greece, and you've never been in Greece before. And so you don't know what to expect. You have no idea what to expect. So I, as somebody who has been in Greece, i.e. a reverse and maintenance, am going to tell you what to expect. Because everything that you're telling me is totally normal. It's totally normal to second guess this process. It's totally normal to sometimes see your weight go down and go back up. It's totally normal. That, there's nothing wrong there. It's totally normal to start to feel a little fluffy or feel like you're not quite as comfortable as you were at the, at the end of your cut. That's totally normal. Some of that is, can be physical. A lot of that is psychological. Because we have this connection with eating more food means I'm going to gain weight. So even if you haven't gained weight or even if you haven't gained fat, a lot of us will look in the mirror and be like, oh, I, I feel different or I feel fluffier. That's totally normal. It doesn't mean you've done anything wrong or that you've learned anything. These are all very normal stages of a reverse and you're walking through them beautifully. And when I asked you what your goals were, you told me four things. You said, look like I work out, build muscle, look strong, and lose fat. And three of those four are specifically focused on muscle and gaining muscle and adding muscle to your body, which is going to require you to eat more food. It's going to require you to um, maybe see the scale go up. It's going to require you to like sometimes let go of that fear around eating more food means I'm gaining fat. Those are, it's going to require those things of you, but you're on your way. You're doing it right. You're doing amazing. <laughs> That's wonderful to me because I felt like I was getting a little 
messed up since I, like I said, I had been on that track, and I'm like, oh, you know, it was definitely a um, brain tease, you know, to kind of see it go down while I was adding, and I was like, oh, this Ah. is the way we're going to go, you know? Yep. Yeah, so okay, yeah. we're going to talk about we're going to talk about what's next because that's always really important in a coaching conversation is for you to have a next step, okay? Yeah. Um, and so, so one thing I really want to highlight, and this is for all of my friends everywhere, whether you're in reverse or not. <laughs> um, one of the reasons that many women struggle with inconsistency is because they're restricting on some level. Okay, it, it's a way for our brain to. Um, rebel against the restriction. It's like, I I don't know if you have teenagers, but I have a teenager, and if I tell my teenager to not do something, they are much more likely to do it because I've now told them not to do it. (laughs) And it's the same thing with our brain. When our brain feels restricted, our brain finds ways, i.e. self-sabotage, in order to not have to do it. (laughs) And so weekends can often manifest in that way. It's like if we are feeling more restricted throughout the week, then it can manifest in a way, not always, but that is a very common thing. And so a lot of times what I will find, especially with women who are going through reverse, is they're like, I'm going to stay at this calorie level until I nail it before I move to the next calorie level. Okay. But what if moving to the next calorie level is what's going to help you be consistent? So that's what I find a lot is that people get stuck in reverses because they aren't, they can't go to that next level. They aren't willing to like make that leap, but you're, you're doing beautifully. You're doing everything right. And your next step is add calories. Like your next step is to keep going. Nothing's wrong here. It's to keep going. And what you may find is that as you continue to add those more, more, more calories, that it, that consistency actually becomes easier. I also would like to suggest or offer to you that we can come up with a um, slightly more supportive and effective definition of consistency. Okay. Okay. So um, I think that again, when we say this is this is the definition, and we're only ever to, able to get here, we always feel like we're falling short. When sometimes we just need to change the definition a little bit. Okay, that that feel that gap of feeling like you're not there is is more a problem with the definition than a problem with the execution. And when we can close that a little bit, we can make it a little bit more realistic. A lot of times people can rise to that little jump. It's like I can jump here, but I can't jump here. If you have a ladder and you have the lungs that are like this far apart, it's really hard to jump up there. But if you put little ladders, it's much easier to step up. So I think what we can do right now is we can say, okay, what what am I doing in terms of consistency? And how can I adjust my definition so that it's improving my consistency? I'm moving in that direction, but it's not so lofty that I, when I, when I screw up on Friday, I feel like, oh, well, I just might as well start Monday. How can we improve that definition so it's pushing you towards the, where you want to go without um, demotivating you because it's too big of a jump? Okay, so I guess if I reeled that back in a little bit, then I would say not 100% tracking, okay. that's fair, and that I would um, I would start tracking as I, I, I don't know if that's still striving for, for perfection. Um, I would be really thrilled if I could track two out of my three meals, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, well, like, like, and feel like I knew, you know, if I was able to measure because, I, you know, the, the meals were within my control, um, you know, and, and 
all of that. So I would say if I could do two out of three meals, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would feel pretty solid about that. And then okay. more would be great. And if not, you know, cool. I would estimate them. I still would like to log it um, and have an idea of what happened. Um, but yeah, does that awesome. sound okay? Wonderful. So how, so how much are you doing right now? Um, I am as far as tracking. Yeah. So your goal is two to three meals, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm just wondering where you are at this point. Um, so I make it through Friday. Usually dinner is not tracked on Friday. Um, breakfast on Saturday, maybe lunch, and then same for Sunday. Breakfast, maybe lunch. Okay, so cool. So awesome. What I'm checking in with you about, and this is something you guys should all be checking in, is that when we set a goal, there's no reason to set a goal with what we're already doing, right? A goal would be something that moves us beyond what we're already doing. A good goal does. And so this would be a movement in that direction, right? Getting two, to, two out of three meals on all three of those days would be moving you in that direction. Um, how confident are you on a scale of zero to 10, because to, today's Friday, how confident are you on a scale of zero to 10 that this Friday, this Saturday, and this Sunday that you can fairly accurately track two out of your three meals? I feel pretty good about it. Um, today's a little tricky because we're at a water park, um, but I, I feel like I could definitely get on track with that today. Tomorrow and Sunday, um, we're back home, so I'll feel a little bit more like I've got my, my tools all together and I'm ready to rock. Yeah. I mean, and you only need two out of the three meals, right? So I'm assuming you've already eaten breakfast. So we're really just talking about breakfast or lunch or dinner, right? So right. focusing on that consistency for one and maybe letting go a little bit of like the, the worry around consistency for the other. Okay, yep. cool. And how would that feel if at the end of the weekend you looked back and you were like, yes, I tracked pretty accurately two out of three meals on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. How would that feel to you? I think that would feel pretty good because I wouldn't feel like, man, I don't even know, you know, I guess at the end of the day and I hope I got there, you know, I think I would feel like if I really, like I said, like solidly knew a pretty good chunk of my day, then I would feel a lot better about that. Awesome. Cool. Um, and, and to put that in perspective too, if we're talking three meals out of the week, we're talking three meals out of what, seven times, seven, seven times three is 21. So three meals out of 21 meals you would be maybe a little bit less accurate. That seems pretty, that seems pretty uh, reasonable to me in terms of reaching that consistency. Now, I'm gonna offer you something else, Ashley, because I think you're somebody who can um, understand this and take it and run with it. Uh, and that is that there is an option, if you would like, to once you've achieved that, move the goalposts a little bit yeah. and push yourself a little bit more. Yeah, I knew. I, I, I was picking up that you would like, you'd be one of those people. <laughs> now, for yeah. some of, some people, that's not a very, like, just sticking with this would be really, really helpful to them, okay? But I can tell that you're someone who, like, likes to push it a little bit, and that's awesome. And so what we can start to do is, again, make another rung, yeah. right? So then the rung, again, is that we've pulled down the rung, and so now it's maybe I want to track all three meals on Friday and two on Saturday, two on Sunday. But can you see how when you end the weekend and you're feeling confident and you're feeling like I did that, now your brain starts to say, and I can do it again and I can do a little bit more and I can do a little bit more. And so you give yourself that confidence. Confidence comes from doing things and, and convincing ourselves that we can do them. And so doing that over and over and over again is going to allow you to maybe, I mean, you can do whatever you want. If you want to get 100% consistency and you think that that's valuable for you, like you can get there, but you can't get there by jumping there. Like let's get there by stepping there. And 
at the same time, I'm still going to push you and remind you that there is not a causation effect between consistency and results. And there tends to be a drop off. Like you go past a certain point, it actually makes your results worse. Okay. So we need to be really aware of that. And the way that you'll start to know if that happens, okay, this is the way that you're going to start to know because you're going to be asking yourself these questions as you go through it, is you're going to remember the Venn diagram. Okay. So the Venn diagram, do you remember what the two things were? Enjoyable and effective. Awesome. So when we start feeling like we're moving out of that enjoyable, that's when you know that you've gone too far. Okay. So one of the questions I like, in fact, we just had a coaching call with um, our clients two days ago. And one of the things, or yesterday, and one of the things we talked about was the question, is it fun? Is this fun? And if it's not, if the answer is no, we need to change something. Like that is a cue to you that something needs to be changed. So you can ask yourself that question. Is this still fun? Like, is this fun to me? And if we start to get to that place that it's like, no, it's stressful. It's depressing. It's annoying. It's like all of these things. Well, we've moved too far. We've moved too far in that realm. Okay. So that's a way that you can, you can know that. And that's awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's fantastic. I, I guess my my next question, and maybe we'll cover this because I am 1,000% on board with uh, Macros 101 when it opens up. Awesome. So maybe we'll cover it there. Um, is about, you know, I, I've been um, eating pretty re- pretty low for a long time. Um, how long do you hang out in a reverse or, or once you get to maintenance? Like, how long do you hang there before you, like, start to bring it back down and, and try to start to see some – you know, different results. Yeah, we absolutely talk about that in Macros 101, but I'm going to actually refer you to episode number 76 of the podcast because I actually answer that question in that podcast. So um, it's episode 76. It's called The Cycles of Weight Loss, and that's going to be a really helpful one for you or anybody else who has questions about length of time in each of the phases and how they all kind of flow together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I've listened to that, and if I remember, I think it's, you know, you stay in maintenance as long as you were yep. in a cut, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if I was low for a really long time, is that longer, or is that, do I then look forward and I think, okay, well, I would like to do a cut for eight weeks, so I should at least hang here for another eight, or, you, you know do not. I mean? You do not look forward, okay? Okay. Um, but I, I'm going to, again, I, I answer that question in the podcast, okay. so I'm going to push okay. you to go and listen to the podcast and hear that answer. Plus, I think it's going to be really valuable for you to re-listen to that episode because you're in a different place right now than you were when you first listened to that episode. You're going to get you're going to get different things out of that episode by listen, by re-listening to it. It's going to be really good for you at this point in your journey. But yeah, we cover all that stuff in Macros 101 as well, and I'm excited I get a. I get to hang out with you some some more. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited. Um, I can't wait. Um, This has been awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, Ashley. You've been amazing. Thank you. Yes, of course. I hope that you got a lot of value out of listening to me coach Ashley and you're starting to see uh, the differences in my style of coaching maybe than other styles of coaching that you've experienced in in the past. A lot of coaches default, uh, for no fault of their own, mostly that, you know, they've, they've never learned otherwise, but they default to telling you what to do. They default to giving you advice. They default to, you know, maybe education or teaching, or they default to cheerleading. And while none of those are inherently bad and those can, those definitely play a part in coaching, uh, that does not create, it does not a transformational coach. That's not what someone who is actually going to create an internal 
to external transformation. And so the coaches and I, uh, I trained all of my coaches inside of Macros 101 in transformational coaching. They all, all certified in transformational coaching to be able to coach on a deeper level. And, you know, I think the best way to be able to experience that is to, to hear someone else get coached and to start to recognize also how much value there comes from listening to someone else get coached. My guess is as you were listening, even though I was not coaching you, that you were able to apply some of the things that you had heard me ask Ashley to your own journey. And that is the power in listening to somebody else get coached. If you're interested in joining Macros 101, now is the time. We will have doors open until this Thursday, September 2nd. If you have a question, go ahead and DM me, shoot us an email at support at bicepsafterbabies.com. Our job over the next couple of days is to help the right people join the program so that we can get started, so that we can get um, into coaching, so that we can help you to create the transformation that you want in your life, both internally and externally. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash join to come and join us. And hopefully I'll see you on the inside. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do it. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.